It's Memorial Day, America, and it is a tough day for a lot of our veterans out there and for a lot of families who are remembering those that made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Uh, And it is really, truly the sacrifice that the family carries as well, a burden that, you know, that those, the 1% uh, that actually serve our country actually live with every single day. And I only know this because, of course, I'm married to an amazing veteran, and I'm going to go into that with you, some of the personal stories that uh, have affected our lives, and also going to talk to you a little bit about some crazy stories up on sarahcarter.com because I want to I want to get your take on it um, remember you can uh, also follow me on Twitter at Sarah Carter DC because I would love to hear from you I'd love to hear what you think about Joe Biden and all of his gaffes I mean this is insane Jenny Tear just wrote a story this morning uh, for sarahcarter.com and you got to go to the website it's hilarious it says Joe Biden and I'm just looking over here at my other screen um Joe Biden tells voters he's going to beat Joe Biden. So I got to tell you, my husband was just laughing so hard this morning over that. It was like, wow, that's such a true headline. You know, Joe Biden is going to beat Joe Biden. Very funny. Actually, Jenny, I'm going to bring Jenny into this. Jenny's in Houston still uh, on lockdown with her parents, of course, with the coronavirus. But I guess Houston, Texas, it's a little bit better over there. Right, Jenny? You guys have a little bit more outdoor freedom? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> more outdoor freedom. Ma- you don't have to wear a mask. It's not like being policed here. It's it's a little more lax. Wow, Texas for you. I love Texas. you got to love the state of Texas. But, Jenny, that story on Joe Biden, I mean, you know, when I saw it, I thought, is this a story from the Babylon Bee? Is this even true? Can this even be true? Uh, Do you think people really understand that Joe Biden really, I mean, I think there's essentially a medical condition going on here. I mean, it's funny when you think of the headline, but when you think that this actually is the former vice president and he has lost a lot of his cognitive ability, I mean, it's pretty scary. It is. It is really scary. And I think he could himself put uh, the Babylon Bee out of business with all of the gaps. (laughs) He's made recently, but when you right. look at like the substance behind him, it's still just as scary. You know, his past, his record on, for example, black voters, which was a gaffe that happened like just before in the same day. Um, right. You ain't said. black. Exactly. You ain't black. That's crazy. Like, who would say that? If you don't know the difference between me and Donald Trump, you ain't black. That's the direct. That's quote. right. I mean, what did you get, Adam? I, Adam, when he when he says that, I was I mean, working I just, at Ra- <laughs> I was working at Radio America, and the host that I was doing the show for I was filling in for the Dana Last show, and we had a, a fill-in host, and he started talking about it, and I said, no, 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 there's no way that this happened, and I started pulling it up, and then I I brought the clip on air, and I just, I'm lis- I'm lo- listening to this, and I'm like, this. If Trump said something like that, like, it would be all over the news. Right. It would. It would be all over the news. It would be crazy. The The mainstream media would tear him apart, would tear him apart. Now, today, we're all home. Um, of course, I think we're all home anyways because of lockdown. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what Memorial Day 
uh, means to me and um, I'm sure to you out there. And I'll ask you, Jenny and Adam, in a minute what that means to you. But today, uh, after I get done doing the podcast, my husband and I and our daughter, Annalise, we will go down to uh, this Arlington Cemetery. So we're going to spend some time down there just thanking the people that were such a big part of our lives that lost their lives in this battle against uh, terror. And one of my husband's closest friends lost his life in 2016, Brian, who was one of my closest friends too. And it was very, very tough for all of us, for our entire community, um, for the people that knew and loved him, for his little daughter, who at the time was, oh my gosh, she was like 18 months old. And you know, they were, he loved her so much. I mean, they were always together, always playing, um, for his wife who it was so unexpected. We really did not expect him, not Brian to die. Right. Um, and that was really, really tough on all of us. Uh, he was such a wonderful soul. He was always making everyone laugh. Uh, he, you know, he was the kind of guy that you knew if you went into battle that this would be the guy you would want right beside you because he was the kind of guy that would do anything to help you do anything for his country, do anything for his men, for the people that he was fighting alongside with. And I sit back now and I think of all these years that have gone by and you know, what, what's happened with his family, how we all changed, how much he's missed but just this incredible sense of pride and love to do what's right for our country, willing to give up everything, willing to give up your light to protect these essential freedoms that guide all of us. And, you know, that was how Marty was when he went in uh, to battle, when he fought uh, in Afghanistan, just like, you know, uh, Brian and when they were in Iraq and when they were tracking terrorists and, you know, all the men and women that have basically essentially changed, uh, since September 11th, our lives essentially changed our nation essentially changed. And I'm talking about September 11th on right now, because these were the men and women that, um, that I'm most familiar with that were directly affected by this war on terror, right? And uh, for all of us, and I remember being in Afghanistan, that's where I met my husband, um, you know, eventually fell madly in love with him. I actually, when, when he first met him in Afghanistan, I wasn't going to date him at all. <laughs> He'll probably tell you something different if he was on here. But, Wait a minute, we gotta um, we gotta save that story for the for the back end of the podcast. Please tell me we can. Yeah, do that. but exactly, Marty would tell you all of these stories about how I put on my lip gloss and got ready, and I was getting ready to go out in the morning, you know, uh, with a with a unit, and how I looked, you know, all refreshed out in the war zone. I would have told you the exact opposite. That no, I didn't. Jenny, I was getting ready to head out that morning and. Jenny, text, I told him. text text Marty right now that he's coming on the show later and we need to talk to him exclusively. <laughs> that would be awesome. But I did. I fell madly in love with him and we got married and, uh, you know, and then eventually um, Marty went back out. Of course, he was still fighting in Afghanistan. I was still covering stories in Afghanistan and Iraq. And 
he was blinded in 2011. And it was actually Brian, his friend, you know, that lifted him up, that was always there. And the other guys, too. I mean, I just remember Brian because he cared so much about the fact that, you know, he used to say, I, you know, I can't imagine what it what it must be like for Marty to have lost his eyesight, to never see again, you know, um, and how much he admired my husband because his will to go on and to, you know, to live life to the fullest, even after everything that he had been through, you know, so Brian was always there for him, always there to lift him up. And it was in 2016. I'll never forget. Marty and I were at Fort Belvoir. We were actually at the commissary getting some groceries and uh, we were with um, Annalise, our little girl. And uh, we actually just got to, there was a Starbucks right outside the commissary and I was going to get a coffee and we get a phone call and it was just so out of nowhere. I just see Marty, you know, answer his cell and then put his hand on a table and kind of fall backwards into a chair like he just couldn't breathe. And that was the phone call where he had been told that his best friend Brian was never going to come home. And that incident, Brian, his little daughter, as well as his friend Nate, both lost their lives that day, you know, defending each other, defending our nation and their families, you know, even Nate's family with little girls. I mean, forever will pay the price. They will forever pay the price. It is a tough price to pay. And it's one that unless you can understand, you know, this isn't just about sayings like this isn't just about, Oh, um, honor those that have fallen or, you know, there, there's, there's all these quick, catchy, it's really easy to throw out phrases. It's really easy to talk about honoring those who served, right? Because it seems so distant. It's just kind of like a thing we do because it's part of our tradition. But for the families and for the people that were there that have lost those loved ones, this is something that goes very deep. It goes very deep into your soul. And it's why we love this nation so much. You know, a lot of people ask me, why do you, you spent three and a half years, four years on the Russia stories? You know, um, you took a lot of heat in the beginning. It didn't matter to me how much heat I was taking. What mattered to me was the truth. And why? Because the reason my husband, the reason his buddies, the reason men and women are overseas now fighting and defending our rights to be free is based on that respect for the Constitution and our nation and what makes our nation so great. And I was talking to my husband this morning about this, and this is really important. He said to me, you know, I'm actually I was less afraid in Afghanistan of facing the Taliban and facing, you know, Al Qaeda than I am at what we are facing today. That we will so easily give up our freedoms that we, you know, we're up against an enemy we can't even see. He's talking about COVID, talking about China, talking about enemy actors that are out there that may be trying to target us. 
and that the most important essential parts that make our nation so great, that make us the one nation that's the envy of every other nation on planet Earth, the reason why people will get on boats, will take their children and put their children on their backs, jump on a train, challenge the elements out there as well as criminals just to get to the United States of America, walk through a desert and risk their own lives is for justice and freedom and that they believe this government is by the people, right? It's about the people controlling the government, not the government controlling the people. That we are a nation that respects one another, that believes in the right to be free, that believes in the right to be free. That's it. That we are willing to fight for that, that we have equal justice, that our law enforcement agencies aren't corrupt, that we have an intelligence apparatus that is not prone, not prone and should not be prone to abuse. That we, op- that we operate differently. But unfortunately, you know, over the last three and a half years, what we've seen is, you know, a total disrespect for that. Thank God, thank God, we're a nation that can expose those, that malfeasance in the FBI and in, you know, our intelligence apparatus. We can expose that without fear of being killed by our government. Other countries are not like that. Look at what is happening right now in Hong Kong. Look at what the Chinese are doing. Look at how Hong Kong, I mean, Jenny, let me bring you in here because we can't even reach some of our friends right now in Hong Kong, right? They're pretty scared. It's very they, scary. It's and very scary. These are very brave people too. So right. to see that they are this afraid to, to speak out, to communicate with us, to talk about what's actually going on, it's it's frightening. Yeah, because they know that they're being monitored. So it was very interesting that my husband brought this up, that he was like, you know, I'm actually more fearful of what we might give up ourselves willingly. We can't do that. You know, we have to stick together. We have to understand that what makes us great is our ability to be free, our ability to respect one another, our ability to have common sense and trust in one another, liberty and freedom that is granted in our constitution, right? That is what people, I'm gonna put up this picture of my dad right now. I don't know if you all can see it, but this was my father and he served actually in World War II. He's such a handsome guy and he actually, joined the military when he was like 16 and a half. He lied. He wasn't even old enough. He joined um, the Marine Corps and went to fight in the South Pacific. And my father had been through quite a bit, quite a lot, actually. And, you know, he used to tell me stories. He fought not only in World War II, but in the Korean War. And uh, it was tough. It was tough. You know, the family serves. The family serves. That's what's so important here to remember is that the family serves. And I don't forget that when I go to Arlington, I don't forget that when I see military families. Um, and I, you know, I, I would hope that people in our nation remember that this Memorial Day, 
that all of those men and women in Arlington, and I can't even begin. You know what? I'm going to actually look it up right now because I wanted to see how many, how many people are actually buried at Arlington, are buried at Arlington Cemetery. And I don't even want to tell you how many times I have been there for funeral services because it would pretty much, pretty much depress you. Let me look this up. You know what? 400,000 people. 400,000 people. That's pretty incredible. You know, a lot of those veterans, some of them are veterans who have died um, not in battle. Some have died in battle. Um, but they all were willing to give their lives for this country. And they all were willing to fight for it. And that is what is so important, folks. That is why we are here. That is why I will continue to do the shows um, and focus on the harsh reality that, yes, we have some bad guys in our government and we've got to expose them and we've got to get the truth out and they have to pay the price. And John Durham, I sure hope that if the U.S. prosecutor John Durham is listening to us right now, that he understands that that has to happen in order for our nation to move forward. In order for us to move forward, we have to do that together. And I want you to know that the reason we do this, that the reason we should never get lazy, we should never give up, we should always have faith, is because it's worth fighting for. This nation is worth fighting for. It is not something that we walk away from easily. When I go to Data Arlington, when I stand there, when I look at those graves, when I have a drink in honor of my friends at that gravesite, I will remember everything, everything that they did for this country and for us individually, everything they were willing to sacrifice. The fact that they'll never see their kids again, the fact that they'll never hold their wife again, the fact that their families are going to live without them, while here on earth, depending on what you believe. The fact that they loved this nation enough that they were willing to do that. And it's pretty scary. You know, I'll give you um, some personal examples. You know, when I, and I've talked about this a few times before, but I've spent a lot of time in Afghanistan. And um, I remember my husband saying to me, you know, it always scared me because I saw you out in the battlefield. So I never really wanted you to go back out after he was wounded because he thought, you know, I always took extra risk. I went out with the guys, but there were times where I was with, you know, young men and women, you know, troops that were out on the front line. And, uh, one story in particular where we came back with body bags because they had just been hit by an IED, uh, this unit in Afghanistan. And I remember flying back with, um, this young soldier and thinking to myself, this was the last thing he saw. His family doesn't even know that he's dead, that he's flying in this helicopter, that his body is in this helicopter with me, flying back to Bagram Airfield. His family has no idea. And the last thing he saw was this place, Afghanistan, so far from home, yet fighting for home, fighting for freedom. And for me, Boy, that was a huge, 
huge honor to realize what people are willing to do. And I, I felt blessed, even if it was a, even if it was dangerous, even if some people thought the risk was a little bit too much, I felt blessed that I was actually able to be there in that moment and go back with him and pray for him. I feel blessed that we are a nation that is willing to stand up for one another, even in the hardest times. And I guess it's a little bit difficult now because we're so divided, we're so politically charged, we're not thinking straight. But on days like this, on Memorial Day, I'm glad we actually do celebrate and have barbecues, but we have to remember why. We're celebrating because something so fragile so fragile that so very few fight for. So fragile that it could just disappear in a blink of an eye is here for us right now. That this beautiful country, this land that is free, despite all of the difficulties that we've been through this year, that it still exists, that it's here. And that we're here. But one thing we've got to remember is how fragile a nation we are and the reason we need to keep fighting for it and the reason why every one of us counts, every one of us matters. And today when you're out and tomorrow when you're out and day after tomorrow when the lockdown ends, if you see a service member and you see their family, please thank them for their service. Please thank them for being willing to put their life on the line for what you believe and what I believe is the most important thing to fight for. And that is our freedom. And that is our freedom and the freedom of our children and the freedom of our grandchildren and the generations to come. Because without this, really, we are, without this, we are nothing. This is the one thing you should be willing to fight for. This country, it protects your family. It protects who you are. It protects what you believe and your ideas. Whether those ideas are vastly different than mine, it doesn't matter. This is worth fighting for. So please thank a veteran when you're out there. And I hope and I pray that you have the most beautiful and wonderful Memorial Day. And if you've lost family, and if you've lost friends, like a lot of us have been through, and if you've been wounded, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you've done for our country. I will never forget that. My family will never forget that. We are with you in our hearts, and we are with you always. Thank you, thank you, thank you for serving our country. God bless, guys. Thanks for being here at the Sarah Carter Show. Remember, you can follow me at Sarah Carter DC on Twitter or go to our website at sarahacarter.com. That's sarahacarter.com. Thank you, and I look forward to coming back, and I look forward to you being with me. Thanks so much. We're taking the story back, America.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.